0: Have you pressed play? Good. Welcome to episode one. I am Umberto Dicinove and this is Get the Bug. A podcast that explores the question, what if insects are the next game changers? Welcome to Get the Bug. For a while, I've been putting together material about the potential role of insects in the solution of some major global issues. I'm a documentary photographer and a filmmaker. So to do this, I'm traveling around the world, taking photographs, of course, and talking to world experts, visionary entrepreneurs, and people working in the field. In this episode, we will listen to the interview I did with Jeffrey Dombberlin when we meet in Quebec City at the Insects to Feed the World Conference. Jeffrey Tombelin is a worldwide recognized expert, professor and agrilife research fellow at the Department of Entomology at the Texas A&M University, and also the director of the Forensic and Investigative Sciences program at the same university. Indeed, I start my project of creating a photo book on this insect world and this podcast, Get the Bug, after listening to Dr Tombelin talking. So you can imagine how great it was for me to meet him in person. He is inspiring, he has enthusiasm, and he is truly committed to make the world a better place. We talk about Black Soldier Fly, one of the most efficient bioconverters in the insect world, but also about learning from nature, circular economy, industry, large and small-scale opportunities, and future generations. And remember, Not to miss the big picture, listen to the introductory special episode of Get the Bug. Our approach to insect has changed a lot in in the last few decades. You recently published an article on this topic with Arnold von Haus, who will also be a guest on this podcast. The title was Black Soldier Fly from Pest to Crown Jewel of the Insects as Feed Industry. And you said in this article that change occurred in the 80s, initially for their role in forensic entomology. So one of your areas of expertise.
1: Yes. So my background really is decomposition ecology. And I look at how nature recycles nutrients with applications in different areas. Uh, forensics is one area, sustainable agriculture, black soldier fly production, all various areas, but from a common source. Uh, What's interesting about our concept of what nature is, is our uh, ability to quickly designate something as good or bad before we truly understand it. And the black soldier fly is a great example because historically it was thought of as a pest. But once we started studying the species and learning about what it did, we realized quickly it was actually quite beneficial. And this early work led to very basic methods for mass producing the insect. And, and what's fascinating about those initial methods is that today some might say, oh, those are very basic. They're not very complex. They're not very modern. But they work just as well and they can be integrated anywhere in the world. All you need is Passion, commitment, a willingness to learn, and a willingness to get your hands dirty. And that's easy. And so people can do this, and that's what makes it part of the crown jewel. It's not restricted. It is owned by the world. And I think a lot about with my research program, and I see all of these different programs around the world, research areas, and different labs coming in and working on it. They're not working with me. And you know what? That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Because it's not about me. It's about the species and how we can use it to make the world a better place. I am so proud every time I read a paper and I see a new person on it that I don't know. Like coming to this conference, I noticed probably 30, 40% of the people I've never met before. That's one of the best things ever. That means we're growing and attracting new people. So I'm always very excited about that.
0: Yeah, indeed, I am one of these uh, new people. and And I agree. Key point is, insects are not a restricted resource. And with them, let's say, we can make the world a better place. And it seems to me that the whole insect to feed the world conference is full of this good energy and uh, and willingness to, to share and to improve.
1: I've been studying black soldier fly for 25 years. Every day I learn how much I don't know. And it's kept me humble. It's tech kept me hungry, and it's kept me engaged. And I will continue to uh, support this industry. I will continue to promote it um, as long as I feel as I have something to contribute. And there's no better feeling to watch a person um, come in and show that they've been able to adapt this technology and apply it. That is what makes me feel like I've contributed to this world in a positive way. And uh, I will always remain humble because there's so much left to be done.
0: Yeah. Let's talk more about it. The impact insect farming could have and why we need it.
1: Sure. So I think what we're really beginning to recognize is that nature is uh, presenting tons of opportunities for us to develop new strategies, to be more efficient with the resources that she provides us. Um, we have limited resources. We recognize that we need to be better with how we use them, but also how we manage the waste products that are produced from those resources to develop this more circular economy. The idea being that if we work together collectively, globally, we can make more with less, but we can also have less of an impact on the planet itself, therefore ensuring resources for future generations.
0: As on the CEIF website, We only have one planet. There are limited resources. We must be better stewards. The first time I heard about the the Center for Environmental Sustainability through insect Farming was in 2020, and it was the subject of your agro speech. At the time, it was just a project. And now, thanks to the 2.2 million grant you received from the National Science Foundation, it's a reality. So, first of all, congratulations. And then the question is, what does this tell us about the state of the sector? That's a great question.
1: I think, uh, first and foremost, it demonstrates um, the demand. And what I mean by that is that as this industry has diversified and grown globally, there has been increased need for a bridge with research. So the idea is to create a platform that can provide data real-time, to industry so that it can navigate the various hurdles that it may encounter as it diversifies and grows. So really, it is the germination or production of need. And we were able to fill that need. And so through the National Science Foundation of the United States, in cooperation with Mississippi State University, IUPUI University, and Texas A&M, we are able to secure funding from NSF that allowed us to create this platform where industry can partner with us and fund research for real-time results. At the same time, train the next generation of employees that will work within these facilities. But this is just the beginning. Uh, We are looking to expand, to include other entities around the world, academic and industry, and we look forward to that. Uh, The environment we're trying to create is a collective community of cooperation and collaboration
0: indeed i decided to do this podcast and the photo book because of this approach most of the stakeholders are motivated by this opportunity to change and it also seems to me that industries are cooperating more than competing
1: historically industries or companies operate in a silo in a bubble there is no communication with other partners because or other companies because they are seen as competition So one of the first steps in developing the center was to create a culture of collaboration, that the realization that the space is so large that there's room for many companies to be successful. And it's amazing how fast that cultural aspect took root and has started to grow. These companies now realize there are things that can be shared. There are ideas that can be developed together that will allow everybody to move forward equally in development of the industry. So you're absolutely right. Historically, companies would not talk. Our job is to help increase that opportunity and they really have gravitated
0: to that opportunity. Yeah, totally. And uh, as we said before, one of the most interesting aspects here is how there is a place for everyone. And this is because insects are practically everywhere and, and, and they are not a limited resource. Oh, no, I agree. I
1: think um, if you look at globalization of the three primary insects, the black soldier fly, cricket, mealworm, they are everywhere. And the beauty of it is the methods exist to allow anyone to do it. So it can be a startup company. It can be global companies. It can be industrialized and mechanized. It can be by hand. So this is an industry that isn't owned by one person or one entity. It is truly a global industry. You can be in a developing nation and be productive and help your economy grow and save lives and protect the environment. Or you can be in a developed nation doing the same thing. You can be doing at small scale where you're just producing one kilo a day, or you can be large scale and producing tons per day. So that shows the complexity and depth of the industry. That's why there's so much space, plenty of opportunity across scales, plenty of opportunity across technologies,
0: plenty of opportunities throughout the world. And I think we we also agree that discussing and promoting insects as food and feed is strategic at the moment. Insect farming can play a part, but for that to happen, we have to go over a, a lot of barriers. One of the things to do is building or rebuilding in some cases a culture of insects as food for animals and for humans. And um, about that, about this necessary reframing, I have three questions that maybe you can answer at once. So first of all, what do you think right now is the most convincing argument for changing habits for consumers and producers? The second one, has this argument changed over the last years? And lastly, do you think this really is the best argument? Or from your point of view, is something else more relevant?
1: Those are really good questions. Um, when you look at the industry and where it started 15 years ago or even a decade ago, uh, the concept was really just about how to introduce the topic to the world, the Western world. I think what we're seeing now is that what we view as an insect actually is um, actually quite complex and is comprised of many opportunities. And I think that's how you sell it to the public is it's not about the insect, it's about what it offers society. And those benefits to society can range from capitalistic gains, i.e. developing a business, developing an industry. It can also include the sustainability side. And I think with the efforts that we see globally in terms of conservation and sustainability, that's actually fueled this industry. And that is, People have learned about the insect's food and feed sector because of the benefits that it brings to the world. But also when we think of people like Joseph Yun and other chefs that are out there promoting the industry from a food side, it also shows that it can be good, it can be fun, but it's also part of a global culture. When you think that 2 billion people around the world have been doing it for millennia, it's partly education. So I think if I were asked how how would I engage The public, is I would start with, it's something that's been around. It's something that offers a lot of benefit. It's something that offers a lot of opportunity. And I think through communication and dialogue and discussion, we can actually start to see Western society gravitate. And I think we are seeing it. It is happening. We see products in the grocery store now. Ten years ago, you wouldn't have seen this. So I think even if you were to do a survey of the general public, more people know about this industry now than ever before. So the tide is shifting and we are gravitating gravitating towards acceptance. In fact, it will be kind of comical to think that one day when someone says insects as food and they just don't get excited because, oh, yeah, that's what everybody does. And that's what I'm looking forward to is when we get to that point. But we're getting there.
0: So you listen to Dr. Tomberlin, professor at the Department of Entomology at the Texas A&M University. You can also listen to Dr. Tomberlin's TED Talk on YouTube. It's from 2016, but it's still a great introduction to the insect world. I do believe insects could be the next game changer. And that's why I'm working on my photo book and doing this podcast. Probably wasn't Gandhi saying whatever you do could be insignificant, but it's very important that you do it but it's still a good one. So please subscribe to Get the Bug and share it with everyone you know who cares about the environment, is curious about life science, and is open to new ways of thinking. Thanks for listening. This was Get the Bug.